Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Friends, and the spirit of Halloween, we have invited Emily Pinkey of the Ghost Moms to talk with us today. You may have read about Ghost Moms in People magazine. Emily and her friends smell out all things haunted. <laughs> Instead of reading about ghostly happenings in a book club, They bravely venture out into the unknown to investigate what lurks in the shadows. <laughs> They even spend the night at the house that inspired the Conjuring movie franchise. The Conjuring movie franchise. Can you believe that, guys? Well, let's hear about it from Emily. Good morning, Mary. How are you today? I'm doing very well and very curious about your Ghost Moms group. Tell us how your group got started, who's involved in it, how it came to be. So uh, this is a group of ladies that I've known for a really long time. We met through our children's elementary school. We all have eighth graders. Um, Liz is actually my sister also, so uh, <laughs> known her the longest. Always good and to have your sister in the mix. <laughs> it's really fun. We, we have a lot of fun with this. But, yeah, we all basically, um, the four of us got to know each other really well through our children's elementary school and when they started kindergarten together, and now they're all in eighth grade. So we've been having lots of fun over the years. Were you just all sitting around one day and thought, you know, we should go do, uh, we should check out a haunted house? Or how did your group develop into ghost moms instead of uh, soccer moms? So we kind of all just found out that, actually, I would have to go back. It was Julie who has always been kind of our group captain. And she has always had a love for this and kind of was mentioning this to us on a trip in New Orleans um, when the group was doing a really cheesy ghost tour and um, she mentioned how she has some ghost equipment and how she's always wanted to do this. And my sister Liz works in a church that is actually very haunted. <laughs> so mm. when she brought that up, we decided it would be so much fun to try to go use Julie's equipment somewhere. And so we've just been looking for places to go investigate And um, we probably go once or twice a month now. So we've, we had so much fun the first time we did it that we just kind of made it our thing. Oh, my goodness. Once or twice a month. Let me go back here a little bit. So, so yeah. Julie, I think you said, had the equipment. Why did she have uh, paranormal equipment just laying around her house? Right. So she is hilarious. She's always been fascinated with the paranormal and ghosts and just the possibility of what's out there. Um, so unlike most ladies, I would say she does not like to buy shoes. She's not overly mm -hmm. excited about purses and things that a lot of us like, and her jam is ghost equipment. And so <laughs> once she bought a few pieces and started using them, that's kind of become her new 
addiction or shopping habit. (laughs) That makes sense. We all have our thing. Right. Uh, Well, that's, that's kind of cool. So when you say you go once or twice a a month, that is like, how do you find all these haunted places? I mean, that's a lot of hauntings. I know it is. So uh, Kelly, she is what I would say our researcher. So she loves to listen to podcasts about haunted places, about um, murder mysteries. She loves the true crime. She loves all of those things, but she especially loves the um, podcast about haunted places. So she researches places that are kind of close by. We love to do them in Kansas City and the surrounding areas because we all live in Kansas City near each other. And we've kind of, as we run out of places to go here, we've kind of increased our radius that we can go. And um, we are always up for about a three-hour road trip and an overnight. So um, we kind of leave the house. We get the family squared away. We'll usually leave around 6, get to our haunted place. And um, sometimes we spend the night there, and sometimes we get a hotel. It mm-hmm. just depends. <laughs> so, so let me get right into that part of it. What does your family think about this? Oh, I know. They think we're nuts. I mean, they're, they're very supportive, <laughs> but they think we're weird <laughs> in hopefully a fun way. <laughs> well, they see yeah. you doing what you want to do, and that's a good example. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I think all four of us, I can speak for all four of us when um, we all agree that the work-family-life balance has to kind of be even and well-balanced, and so... Um, between the four of us, we have 10 kids. I have three, Liz has three, and Julie and Kelly each have two. And so the coordinating of the calendars is a little tough, but we seem to make it work every time. And so um, we just it's just become our girls' night out. It doesn't interfere too much with the family because we leave a little before dinner or after dinner. And if we spend the night, we're home early before the kids get home from school. So our absence isn't um, seen too much. Yeah, it is less like a girl's night out instead of going uh, to the movies or wherever else other, you know, you would think of her regular girl's night out. It's this haunting thing instead. So so that's really cool and different. And that's why you're on the show today. Um, yeah. So uh, and I want to talk about some of your paranormal experiences. Let's yes. start with your experience at the conjuring house. Tell us how that came to be, how you found out you, cause there you did spend the night, correct? We did spend the night. Yes. So we found out that the, um, people, the owners were opening it up to paranormal investigations. And so we jumped on that really early and we, we totally got ourselves a reservation. And so this was our first kind of cross country trip to do this. And it was so exciting. We were, it was kind of like the Mecca of all your ghost hunting dreams <laughs> to mm-hmm. go somewhere with such a history. So Kelly researched it. Um, we decided to make it a combo girls trip slash paranormal investigation. So we um, spent one night there and spent one night in a hotel and went to spa the next day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> to balance it out. <laughs> I got to get but, in um, on this. <laughs> right? You if only I lived in Kansas City. <laughs> Right, you could come with us. <laughs> so fun. Um, but we had an absolute blast there. We had a lot of things happen um, that we couldn't explain. Like what? Including we had a we had a table move. That was um, mm. one of the first times we've had 
something actually move, which was, which was really scary. Okay. Now um, when you say move, is it bouncing across the, uh, the kitchen floor or is it just like a, a, no. a little bit of a vibration? It was like, a, like it was nudged across the floor, but I wouldn't say, I would say it probably moved about a foot. And this was a heavy, heavy, heavy mm. solid wood table. So for it just to scoot across and it bumped Liz in the back of the leg mm. and we all noticed and we were like, wait, did you bump that? And she goes, no, I wasn't even touching it. And then when we went back and listened to some of our audios, um, about 45 seconds maybe before it moved, I think it was Julie maybe said, if you're down here, can you show us that? Can you move something? And so, I mean, we did oh ask whatever God. to move something, and something moved. Oh and it wasn't God. in an aggressive way, but something definitely moved, or oh the table gosh. definitely moved. Oh, that is scary. So that was, and then and that was that happened simultaneously while we had two different motion detectors go off, and so all three of those combined was kind of. Interesting. We just didn't know how to debunk it. We're all about trying to debunk things and make sure that it wasn't something that we can't figure out or find a reason why. And we could not figure out why all three things happened kind of simultaneously. Wow. Wow. So yeah, that was, that's not like, you know, the curtain blows and, oh, the window was open and that explains that. I mean, how do you explain right. a table moving? Oh, my gosh. That poor, that poor, uh, <laughs> your poor friend that it bumped into. My gosh, I would have been out of there immediately. Right. I know. It was, <laughs> it was that was um, maybe the second time we'd had something move. Now that I think about it, we had a flashlight knock off a um, a table one time, which was kind of strange. And then this happened. And so that was very fascinating. We were definitely scared. Um, it was kind of a creepy basement. And that's where in the movies and in the real life stories, some of the activity happened in the basement. So that was interesting. So like, did you all sleep in the same bed that night? <laughs> we totally did. So there was, um, <laughs> There's, we slept upstairs where the um, girls who grew up in the house used to sleep. And I think the four of us sat for a good amount of time and it was, but it was a full size bed. So, um, Kelly and Julie did roll off to the other room eventually, <laughs> but we started out in the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> and we've done that before. One of the first overnights we did, we were really scared. And so the four of us were, we were like, we can't separate into different rooms. So we're just going right, to make right. it through the night. <laughs> it's not like you're going to get much sleep anyway. So <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. We don't usually get much sleep that night. It's a couple hours, if any. <laughs> for, for those out there that may not know about this uh, conjuring house, can you can you tell them a little bit about it? Like the a little bit of not really the history, but um, like you mentioned that it's in the movies and yeah. So there's a series of movies that were inspired by uh, real life events, um, the Perrin family, and the movies kind of talk about, especially the movie The Conjuring talks about this family's experience in this house in near Newport, Rhode Island. And um, there's a, there's a famous couple that were um, paranormal investigators and often sent out by the Catholic church, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. And so anyone in the paranormal investigation world will know who they are. 
And um, they went and investigated the house and found some, um, I I think they would call it an evil spirit that they needed to try to get rid of. So when we were there, we did not feel an evil energy or an evil dark presence, but Mm -hmm. you could tell there is an energy there that is unlike other places. Mm -hmm. And so one night I could do, I do not think I would want to spend more than one night Mm -hmm. there. Just the energy was different enough Mm -hmm. that I, the four of us were like, you know, one and done. We were good. That's right. Experienced it. I mean, you got uh, that on your, on your resume now, that's for sure. We checked a box on our bucket list. Right. So, so what would you have done? What would you gals have done if it would have been an evil spirit as opposed to a friendly one? So, you know, fortunately we have yet to encounter and hopefully we'll never Mm -hmm. encounter something that feels that way. We Mm -hmm. try not to seek anything out like that. Um, I, I do think if, if any one of us felt anything dark or evil, I think we would hightail it out of there. Mm -hmm. If you could, (laughs) if the the spirit would let you. you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you could, but we, we try to just kind of see what type of energy is there. We don't like to provoke. We don't like to get, um, angry or, or, or disrespectful to anything that's lingering around. We really just try to kind of sit back and observe and see if there's anything that wants to communicate, but we certainly don't try to provoke Mm -hmm. too much, especially anything that we feel would be dark. I think that's a real good plan, Emily. (laughs) I think it's a real good plan (laughs) not to provoke the spirits. Speaking of spirits, Uh, let me... We take it very seriously because we know there's things out there that you can't explain. Mm -hmm. But we also don't take ourselves very seriously. And we try to have... I mean, just by nature, we're all kind of silly and goofy. And so we always have fun while we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that type of energy that we put out there keeps those dark things away from us or attracts a different kind of energy, Mm -hmm. but, um, we do feel like we attract positive energy and, um, being moms, sometimes we do feel like we also attract maybe younger spirits or children. Mm -hmm. We've Mm -hmm. had some children voices come across on EDPs Mm -hmm. that we've done. Um, so I don't know. We have a, we have a little bit of a different approach, I would say, than some of the other um, investigation groups out there. Mm-hmm. Do you consider yourself a, a, a full-fledged investigation uh, group, or is it more just girls having fun? You know, at first when we started, I would say we totally was like, well, this is our version of Girls Night Out, and it definitely is. But the more things we experience, the more curious we are, and um, the more we like to do it to see if we can find answers to things out there or just find more examples of strange occurrences. So yes, we definitely would call ourselves legit investigators. So like, do you, and we have, because of Julie's shopping, ghost hunting equipment, shopping obsession, (laughs) (laughs) we are fully equipped with a lot of different things that can kind of help us attempt to communicate and, and see what's out there. So it's, yeah, I would say we're, we're part of that um, community. Do you document things? Do you go out like anybody ever hired you to explore a, a haunting? Um, so we've never been hired. We just kind of do this 
you know, for fun and for our own enjoyment. But we have had some people who have said, hey, you want to come and take a look at this? We've had X, Y, and Z happen. And so we recently just went to a um, a bar restaurant down in Kansas City because the owner approached us and said, hey, I think you ladies should come out and see. We've had some strange occurrences at my place, and I think it'd be fun if you come and check it out. So we're always open to come to a new place, and we've We've been to um, someone's historical home in Kansas City, too, and found some activities. So we're always open to it. It's really fun. (laughs) What has been the scariest experience? Oh, I think for me, we all probably have our own, but for me, one of the craziest places was in Edinburgh, Iowa, and um, we, the basement, we were in the basement, and we were the only people in the house. We rented it for the night, just the four of us. So there was no one else there. We had locked all the doors and you could hear it sounded like a full blown party on the floor above us on the main floor. And you could hear multiple voices and it was very loud and you could hear it with your own ears. It wasn't on a recording. And that was one of the strangest things I've ever experienced. And it did spook me a little bit. And it was probably around 2 a.m. And we decided to be done for the evening. That was so bizarre. And we could not explain it. Wow. Wow. That is great. Now, sometimes people have that go out on these kinds of things will say that uh, spirits follow them home. Any of you experienced that where a spirit followed you back? Fortunately, I have not because I would not <laughs> want that. <laughs> um, we do always have this little little thing we say. We say, you know, thank you for letting us hang out with you this evening. This has been great fun, but you have to stay here. You cannot come home with us. So we hope that that works. Um, now, Julie has had some strange things happen at her house, but... She's not positive she can link it to any any specific place. Um, and by strange, she, uh, I think her son said it was footsteps he was hearing one night out in the hallway. And he texted her and was like, are you guys outside my room? And she was like, no. And they went and looked and nothing. But he was positive. He heard kind of heavy footsteps. Um She's heard some whistling, and then she's also smelled perfume that that neither she or her daughter wear. Mm. So she's had some interesting mm-hmm. experiences, but I wouldn't say any of them. She wouldn't say any of them were scary or threatening. Although I don't really want to hear, you know, boot steps outside my hallway door. So <laughs> to me, that would be frightening. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I would think for most people it would be, and that's why yeah. I ask because sometimes. People that do go out on these investigations, sometimes it is an issue where the spirit falls them back. I had interviewed one person uh, that did paranormal investigations, and a little boy followed him, and his son was talking to somebody, and, and he said, who are you talking to? And the his son said, Jacob. I w- I'm just making up that name. I don't remember, but, you know. And he knew from the haunting he was at that there was a little boy, Jacob, that died at the house. And so he had to actually go back to the to the haunted location and deal with that. So that's why I asked. Yeah, no, thankfully, we don't feel like 
we've brought anything specific home with us, and I definitely do not want that, nor do mm. my friends or sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have to maybe do some saging. <laughs> <laughs> and more. <laughs> of my house. Yeah, I really would. I would not want to mess with that. No, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that our, our style of the way we do this is um, is so that we, we don't offer up our own energy. We don't... Um, we do not give off the impression or the vibe or direction that we want anything to leave with us or that they can take anything from us. So, you know, so far that's worked and we've been doing this probably three years, I bet now. Mm. So hopefully our style is working for us and we'll just kind of keep going that way. (laughs) Yes, hopefully. So, so if somebody out there listening to this would like to get a group of their friends together and, 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 become their own ghost moms kind of group, what would you suggest to them? Okay. So one of the most fun things you can do is you can actually just use your phone and the recording app on it, and you can take your phone and put it on, um, turn the recorder on, and you can walk around and you can just kind of, um, we always like to just kind of settle in for a minute, and if there's energy somewhere, kind of let it get comfortable with us being there. And then we usually find after an hour things will start to happen. It's usually not right off the bat. And so we try to be respectful in that way just to kind of say, you know, hey, if there's anyone that would like to try to communicate with us, we'd love to see who's here. Um, That's kind of our approach. And then it's it's really, really fascinating because sometimes you will get voices on there that you know are not anyone from your group. Mm-hmm. And so that is so strange. One time we were at, um, uh, it's now a museum. It's called the John Warnell House in Kansas City. And um, clear as day, we had a little, it sounded like a little boy say, let's play. And we knew none of us mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm a child we're all adults it was fascinating and just crystal clear so that's a really simple way you don't need to buy equipment in that sense um you can use a device that we all pretty much have Mm -hmm. that's that's some good input so any thoughts about the ghost moms doing a movie or a book about your experiences well, Julie's a writer, so I could definitely see her writing a book someday about our experiences (laughs) um you know, right now we're just having so much fun. We do create some video content that we throw up on YouTube, and we have a fun Instagram page. Um, a lot of it's about our investigating, and a lot of it's just us being nerdy, dorky friends that have so much fun together and, you know, kind of talk about being moms and, and just yeah. life. But we love to have fun, so we kind of um, we video our road trips, which are often a hoot. And, um, and then Julie loves to make little videos of our, um, of each investigation that we like to share with people. So we've had some really, we've made some fun friends in the community via our social media. Um, yeah, so we just, I don't know who knows what, what the future will bring for the ghost moms. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's become an important an important get together for us once a month to kind of get our girl time in Mm -hmm. and just do something that we have a total blast doing. Well, with that, I will wish you all happy haunting. 
Thank you so much, Mary. This has been so much fun. Well, that was just great fun learning about that. And I want to tell you something else that would be great fun is supporting the Special Olympics North Carolina by participating in the 11th annual Amberley Charity 5K. It's going to happen on Saturday, October 30th at 9 a.m. There will be a one, three, and five mile race options, both in person and virtual. Registration is now open, so go to AmberleyCharity5k.com. AmberleyCharity5k.com. And for our nonprofit spotlight, we're going to talk today about Fathers Forever, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that serves as a map to help fathers chart a new course of fatherhood. From their website, they provide a space where men can articulate their pains and struggles in a safe environment. They help change the father's mindset about fatherhood by providing activities that promote spending time with their children. And by healing the father, it allows for opportunities to improve the father's relationship with the child's mother, which builds a better family support system. If you'd like to get more information on Fathers Forever, simply go to afatherforever.com. Afatherforever.com. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's kind of spooky. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 spread warmth.